Hey, everybody. You've reached the Mayfair Podcast. I'm Eric. And this is Josh. It is Saturday, February 10th, 2024. And we nailed everything we nailed about this. It. Nothing bad happened. We're totally not going to cut out nothing was a bad opening we just did. Oh, uh, jeez. Uh, it was more like, you know, sometimes it's like working and then not working. And then yeah. you think it's working, but it's not. So you get thrown off. And then I'm on my phone while you're doing your thing, your trickery. And then your management team freaked out on me because we lost your witty joke at the end of last week somehow. Yeah, I didn't even know. But then we sort of remembered maybe what it was. We always assume it's a cage related It's in a cage thing. reference. Uh, he's been. <laughs> He's popping off lately because, you know, new trailers and, you know, he almost Oscar nominated, but not actually. Yeah. I don't know how close he was. Top 10. Probably. I'm sure he was number six. That's always. Yeah. Whatever they did, he's won more than that. So. They should release the runners up just to make them feel worse or better. I mean, you'd hope better because if it was like Chalamet's first movie or something like that yeah. or, or that type of actor. I almost did it. Barry Keoghan, is that it? Yeah. 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 So and then also as a side note, that will mean nothing to anyone who's never been in the office in the Mayfair. Josh put yeah. in a second light <laughs> or would you, you wouldn't even call it a light bulb. What do you what do you call it? just the tube lights? Yeah, yeah. So like a, I call them like a lightsaber light almost because as a kid when we would go to the dump, like I lived in the country, we would have to go to the dump and drop off stuff. And whenever I would see these, I would like lightsaber it, you know, and like yeah, that's what we call them. And if anyone doesn't get what we mean. Yeah. You're crazy. Like school lights, kind of. Yeah. Like yeah. hallway lights. Or I would launch them sometimes and watch them explode, which apparently is terrible for the environment. And oh, and <laughs> like when they explode, they explode into these crazy tiny shards yeah. and will awesome. just take your eyes out. It's the best. Like I'm, there's no way my dad <laughs> wanted me to do that or saw me doing it, but that was like one of the best. The other one was when you there was, someone would foolishly leave a TV. And we would just smash the TV. Like, it, oh. I wouldn't say it happened a lot, but once or twice, you know, we were just like, there's a TV. I'm going to smash the screen. Like, <laughs> why? You know, but it's, it's fun. It's so you were fun. saying this could drive Andrew crazy. Yeah, because it's like, so there's two, there's two bulbs, I guess we'll call them. And one, they're, they're slightly different. So one's like for sure white. And the one's other brand one, new. Yeah. The other one's like kind of almost yellowish comparatively, but not actually yellow. And so I feel like this is one of those things I've heard. I don't think I'm making this up because at work they have similar ones like this, but they're like almost half size. Yeah. The same style. And so with those ones, I've heard like if one is kind of off or blinking or maybe and the other one's not, then that can like slowly give you, I don't know, migraines or whatever. I don't really know. Or it messes with your brain. Like, So if Andrew murders <laughs> someone in three weeks, it's because he has the most manager shifts. Yeah. And I've slowly driven him insane. I was, you know, I don't want to give him like a way out by being like, oh no, Andrew <laughs> just went crazy. This is the thing that made him crazy. Because I'm like, anyone who works in the Mayfair is a bit crazy. Like, yeah. I've found that to be the case. Well, I replaced. So basically now we are at full bulb. Yeah, don't. I don't know. We I guess were, you're right. That we were down weird. one in the candy bar, but there was three out of four, so it was fine. I haven't looked there yet, though. So, so maybe now the surprise. candy bar is like you need sunglasses in it or something. Which, by the way, would have been nice for someone with bad eyes who worked <laughs> here five years ago, however long it's been. But still, it's okay. This is why you need glasses. Well, my eyes were better five years ago, probably. I think yeah. that's just how life works. So Sadly. Yeah. But the point is, you, none of you will probably ever see this, but the light is amazing in here now. If you drop by and you want to see it, <laughs> yeah. just ask to take a look in the office. Pretend you have a question or you drop a check off or something like that, you know, like, or if you have to go to the women's washroom and then you time it oh, just yeah. right and you quickly look in, yeah. you know, but yeah, it's probably just going to be Andrew in here. It's usually I spook him by <laughs> popping in and he's working on whatever he does. I don't know. We were just talking about, we saw an old friend of mine, a high school friend who it's weird. I'm still friends with a number of my high school friends and other people are like, have you seen so-and-so lately? And I'm like, yeah, I babysat their kid last week. Wow. I still see a lot of people so but a friend was in town from st Catharines, and we went out to as a side story we went to g burger on elgin 
G Burger, which is really good. They have a longer name, but their neon ah, sign says G Burger. Because I was hoping it was like G E E, where they're just like G Burger. You yeah. know, just it's not a good name, but I thought that would be fun. But it's a cool place that has vegan and meat stuff. Okay. But eating the delicious fake chicken burger last night and mm. poutine, it, ma- it made me go, "Where's Odd Burger?" Yeah. <laughs> why, why don't we have an Odd Burger? I can't believe you guys have poutine too. That's yeah, like, you went I, crazy. I had, Gwen had, I think it was like a fake Big Mac with oh a Caesar salad. But they're supposed to have that at Auburger too. Like we've been I hyped. I know. To, so what? come on. Maybe G Burger. They're further. Maybe G Burger can true. just move in over here. Where on Elgin? They're right at Elgin and Gladstone. Okay. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. So it's like right nearby. But we were talking about, my friend has a crazy ghost story. Oh like, my God. ghost at the end of the bed. She was fully awake, scared her to death. Uh. Ghost story. So- we were talking about weird stuff like that and talking about how here at the Mayfair in the office, and I'm sure, I'm sure this makes sense somehow because you know, like sound, sound is weird. Just sound, saying it makes sense doesn't yeah. mean it does, though. You're like, oh, I'm sure it does. So a Sasquatch walked by. <laughs> perfect, perfect. Every once in a while, you hear footsteps in here, and you think somebody's walking up. You think, oh, Marcus is walking oh, down the sure. hall, and then there's nobody there. <laughs> and I'm sure it's something about walking down Bank Street, and we have the glass doors mm-hmm. and the sound catches in the pocket of the box office yeah but it's scary every time even the alleyway it could be because we've got the yeah. windows on the side so possibly i don't know i'm trying to make sense of well it. that's what i thought and then i told her that we caught a ghost a few episodes ago whistling yeah. on the podcast yeah and i said okay yeah some skeptic could be like there was a weirdo whistling in the alleyway outside the window is this your way of admitting that you only put in the second light because you're scared of ghosts yeah i, I needed more <laughs> night lights in here yeah like, i don't want to be able to see them but yeah, so I brought up that story and the one of the ghost ripping the door out of my hands. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> that, these all just seem like excuses for why you're not weak or not scared. Or something. You're like, I just couldn't close the door. It, it was a, been a really ghost. powerful ghost. I'm yeah. not weak. I can't open a door. I couldn't lift those two bags of popcorn because oh, there was man. a ghost. Well, that is hard. I mean, popcorn these th- or oil. You know, we have a lot of heavy stuff. It's not just ghost related stuff. Sometimes we are getting old also. There was a lunatic when I worked at... Fifth Avenue Cinemas in Vancouver, okay, which was an indie and is now, I think, part of a chain. I forget what. I don't know if there's Cineplex or something, but... It's still a movie theater, though. It's still there, and it looks the exact same. And Gwen and I visited in 2020, and wow, it blew my mind because it was different in that there was a wall that is now gone and attaches to a coffee shop. Huh. So they kind of, I think, bought the neighboring coffee shop, and now Mm. you can buy coffee there for the movie. Oh, that's actually smart. Yeah, so like, pretend if we had a coffee shop where... Where the barbershop is For next sure. door. Or it's kind of, it's what we did with the corner store. Yeah, you know? yeah. So so they took down that wall and now there's a coffee shop adjoined. But besides for that, and I mean, holy cow, to date myself, I worked there in the late 20th century. Dang. I worked there a century ago. Do you remember what was playing around the time you left? Well, I know some of the big stuff we screened independent-wise was stuff like Run Lola Run, mm. Train Spotting. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, it was popping in the late 90s there. Oh, yeah. Uh, Sling Blade. Yeah. Lone oh, yeah. Star. Dang. That's uh, when We Were Kings. Man, these are all. You're... Yeah. And then every once in a while, we got a mainstream one. So we got Star Trek First Contact. Okay. And I really like Star Trek First Contact. Yeah, I did too. But I have some of that movie memorized because I would just like <laughs> duck in and watch a bit of yeah. it. Or I would catch the last 90 seconds to get ready to clean the theater. Oh, for sure. Did you get Matrix or is that too big? Uh, was that So I was like... there... That was before Matrix, right? If I was there yeah. in 90... Yeah, because Run, 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 96, 97, maybe? I left early 90... 
nine. Okay. So yeah, because I got back, I got back home in time for Phantom Menace. Mm, <laughs> but okay. uh, yeah, so and the mummy probably. But, but visiting a place you worked at a couple decades ago, where I swear it had the same carpet. Cleaner though, at least. And or? I was, yeah, like <laughs> it's, it's a nice little then. cinema, but I was just, man, it was, it's mind blowing visiting an old haunt like that i need to go to yeah the strand theater in perry sound which we've discussed in the past and i believe has i guess has now reopened under new ownership or whatever yeah and i'm fascinated to see what it because it's already like i haven't been back since 2000 i guess 2001 maybe yeah or maybe 2002 i guess because i went back for the summer but i didn't go to the movies that i'm aware of yeah and so like that's it's been enough time now where it's probably changed twice in the decades i haven't been there you know so well what makes me feel really old or just shows how time goes by. So my college era, post-college jobs were West Coast Video, mm-hmm. just down the street, which is- Which you burned down. Which we burned down. <laughs> it's, so it's not there anymore. Yeah. Rogers Video, right across from Barrymore's, yeah. which is now a corner store post office. Yeah. Weird. I didn't even, I don't know if I knew the Rogers, because it used to be across the street from yeah. the- thing the quickie i guess it is now right yeah so yeah it was across the street when i worked there that's then, crazy then moved under barrymore's and then went away wow i only knew it as the other side of the street and then it got small and then it just is whatever there's, yeah. there's a bank there now i think or whatever and then i worked at hmv which is a chain mm. that does not exist anymore no yeah i was on hmv sparks in two locations that's yeah. how long i was there because it switched it moved because it was too expensive or, or initially right, because right, they right. found asbestos and so on the corner of Bank and Sparks, if you've ever been to the HMV there for an extended period of time, you were probably exposed to asbestos. <laughs> but anyway, so then they moved up the block and it was tiny. And just, oh, it I remember that. Yeah, it was not the same. It was around that time where you're just sort of like, I'd prefer to remember the good memories. Because, I mean, if you worked at HMV in early 2000, I mean, anytime before, you know, the early 2000s kind of thing. Yeah. Before 2005, it was crazy. It yeah. was oh. bumping. Like, it was a different thing, you know. And it's so funny that we just missed each other there. Mm-hmm. And Gwen worked at Rito Center HMV oh, man. a little while later. But just that we worked for this franchise that is extinct. So it's just crazy that those types of things, video stores are a dead media for the most part. Yeah. Yeah, it's sad. So yeah, I'm glad that the old Fifth Avenue is still hanging in there in Vancouver. It's true. I could never imagine the mall HMVs. I feel like we're a whole other beast. I yeah. was glad that I was in a standalone and that was a different clientele i guess or whatever but the mall like you're in a mall i can't i have a lot of respect for people who were able to withstand working in a mall because you're getting everyone all the time i bet you theft was a lot higher in the oh, mall god yeah because you're just you're not supposed to stop anyone in yeah. theory so it's just people like running in and running off and you're like do i care about those rod stewart american songbook volume three cds like yeah. probably not yeah i i think i set off the alarm leaving shoppers the other day but I paid for everything, but I paid at a at a robot machine, you know. Yeah. So something Easier I to steal, right, Josh? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> one for me, one yeah. for shoppers. I paid for some <laughs> of my stuff, but I can't think what I bought that might have had an alarm stuck in it. But it freaks me out every time. And mine is Jean Coutu near my place is also a post office, so you can have stuff sent there, and then so you just go in, grab your package, and leave. Oh yeah. But you still almost sort of feel kind of like you're doing something wrong in yeah. a way, and so you leave. And I always expect it to go off. And I'm ready to be like, I'm just picking up my package, but except I'm in venues, so I'd be like, but I say so to my mom, show us, you see, you know? Yeah. But like, and it's never happened, but that's always my fear is that I'm just going to set it off and just, you know, you or I setting that off or just the people are just like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. How is this my fault somehow? Oh my God. That's the catch too. I've gotten away with it where I could have had a backpack full of stuff because yeah. basically I stop, look scared, look over to the staff, start screaming and go, 
oh, I might have like a library book or something in there. And they go, that's fine, sir. Go ahead. Because I'm a grown-up, <laughs> you know. You're probably like, oh, I'm one of the owners of the Mayfair Theater. They're like kind of a weird flex, but okay. Yeah. You're like, oh, I thought that might help me somehow. But so, yeah, I've gotten away with that before, which is bad because that's like <laughs> profiling that someone can just get away with it because they're a grown-up. Yeah, I mean. <sighs> I'm like, you should look at my backpack, young man. Well, it's more just like annoying and shocking because you're just like, literally, I, nothing I bought should have had a tag in it. Yeah. So I don't know. And maybe you should have scanned it if there was a tag. But, th- but that's a whole other hill of fish. Well, I think sometimes, too, at big bookstores like Chapters, which is another example of something that just went extinct in Ottawa. Yeah. They'll, like, hide a little tag. Because I've had that before where I have bought a book and got home. And then, like, halfway through the book, there's just one of those little stickers. Not stuck in, but just kind of hiding in there. Yeah, and you're like, I didn't see that in my Thor versus Galactus <laughs> trade paperback yeah. or whatever it was. I hope that's a thing. Probably. Yeah. They just announced that there's going to be a Doom versus Galactus series. And I'm like, as a total oh, really? side note. But I was just like, it's one of those things. I've always loved both those characters. Yeah. So I'm like, I wouldn't have thought that that's something I absolutely needed. But it really, like, as getting back into comic books, I found there's these things. It doesn't take a lot to stir my childhood oh, yeah. know, intrigue. Where I'm just like, whoa, Doom versus Clyde. <laughs> I'm like, I got to know what happens with that. I think that's what sports fans feel like when some... God, the only two names I know. <laughs> like when, when Crosby is playing Ovechkin. Nice. And I always say how, like... Nerds and jocks kind of are similar in that we're cheering for superheroes in funny costumes. They're cheering for athletes in funny costumes. Yeah. A superhero might have a sidekick, and then they're at the hockey stadium, there's a weird mascot. Mm. Well, they talk about that a lot, actually, especially in basketball, a Batman and a Robin. Because you're like, best guy is your Batman, but you need a Scotty Pippen. You need a Robin, you know? See, like, there you go. And so it's like, <laughs> it kind of just goes, but well, it's funny to be, I'm thinking like, is Ovechkin the Galactus of the <laughs> NHL? Like, I don't know how this works. Yeah, is Crosby Dr. Doom? That's not right. And those are the only two people that you know, so we can't go Maybe it's more akin that. to when, you know, because heroes always fight. Drew. So when Superman fights Spider-Man or Batman fights the Hulk. Those always end the same way, though, where they're like, we shouldn't fight. There's so much we can learn from each other. Or we can team up to fight the real villain. You I know? like the modern one where they go let's not fight this is dumb they're about, and they're right like next yeah. to each other with the power up and everything and you're like no nah, no we Let, shouldn't let's skip that part i still haven't reread the marvel versus dc ones i bought them but i haven't reread oh, yeah? them and i'm like i'm pretty sure they there are like clear winners in those right there are there are and they were fan votes okay so yeah so, so they there's can some be that... like it's not our fault you wanted that yeah there's some that i don't want to spoil any for you yeah, but don't there's, don't there's some that you're like yeah that's because that character was more popular that, i don't think that would actually work because you get a lot of flack like that for like not to keep talking about sports but there's yeah. <laughs> lately they do fan voting for all-star games and stuff like that and it's not oh, just yeah. the fan vote but the fan vote is 50 percent of it and then the coaches is i don't even think it's i think players is 10 percent or 20 percent coaches is 20 percent, something like that so it makes up 100 percent, but the fan vote skews it hard yeah and so you get a guy who's barely played but has a name right and the fans vote him to be a starter and then you got another guy who had an amazing season and they're just like oh, i don't really like that guy you know i never like it when you can vote as much as you want yeah it should be one vote per person because in that just some lunatic is at home <laughs> voting all day long for their favorite player at least if it's free that's bad but when it was like yeah. back in the day i feel because even the marvel one didn't you have to pay like didn't you have to call in or something or i think the marvel dc one was in the early ages of the internet okay so i believe it was email or on their website okay so it was free to vote in that but one. Because I'm old, yeah. the do you want to kill Robin thing mm. was a 1976 number or whatever. Okay. And it was like 
it wasn't anything. It was like 50 cents. But they made bank on that. But nonetheless, if I voted 10 times, that would have been five bucks. But I voted once just in principle. But I remember I could see like the ad yeah. and the thing. And it's so <laughs> cruel that Robin died. That means like so many little nerds were like, oh, I'm going to kill that Robin. But it's mostly just the intrigue of it because you're like, that doesn't happen. You don't really see yeah. deaths. Or if you do, they're back 10 issues later or whatever, you know. Yeah. And it took him... He came back, but it yeah. took a while. And that's a very topical storyline because not only did they reissue it with the ending they didn't use. Which is cool. Yeah, yeah, like a month or two ago. And so I bought that. But then when I went into the comic book shop last week, two weeks ago, whatever, they had re-released it. Or not, I don't know how you describe it, but they put it out again. Yeah. Two separate covers. One was like a black and white and the other was like the original cover they had, except it was him being like, he's alive instead on the cover. Oh, And then it says from the DC vault on it. They had held it aside for me. And I was like, I bought this like two months ago and yeah. it didn't say from the DC vault. So DC put that out three times in the last two months in Bastards. different ways. And I was like, <laughs> what even is happening now? Like, I'm like, it's a cool thing, but Wait, I don't know. Wait, was there a new old Mike Mignola cover? Because uh, he did the covers for that arc. I guess, yes. So it was like... So it, he drew one with him dead and one with him alive. Yeah, and it was so... Instead of him holding the dead body, he's holding him alive and being like... Oh, yeah. And he's smiling and being like, he's alive! And that, so that's on the cover now. But it's almost creepy because he's smiling and holding the... Cor or not corpse, I guess, because he didn't die. That but. whole... That nothing makes sense in that arc. I didn't it's want, like I was like I didn't want like I can't I'm not gonna keep buying this like come on though. What was the excuse that Superman didn't come in and help? I don't know. There's always something. It was he was on Apocalypse at the time or something. Okay. There's always something. He was like, out of town. Yeah, yeah. He was on vacation. He was at the Fortress of Solitude that one time. You know, because doesn't he show up and be like, "Oh, sorry, Batman." Oh my bad. Yeah, right <laughs> after the fact. Oh, I probably could have done something. Yeah, and I was like, like, "Can't you go backwards and turn the world?" No, no, no. You know, I was having lunch on Apocalypse. And you didn't really like him all that much. Anyway, you'll get another Robin. Yeah, the other one will be really cool, and everyone's gonna love him. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> and actually, of all of that, I just watched Under the Red Hood, which you had recommended. Oh, Oh, yeah. And quite, man, the DC animated stuff, which is not stuff we really can get here, I guess, but like it's quite good. The only glass half empty with those is I wish they were theatrical. Yeah. Because some of them are really good, like Darwin Cook's New Frontier. Yeah. So good. I really liked Year One, Dark Knight Returns. I, I haven't, I've been saving that because I want to reread the comics first. And by reread, I don't think I've ever read them. So read the comics first. If that's not readily available, I can lend it to you because I have the special edition where they, they squished the two. 80 minute movies into one big oh, movie. Is it two? So, year one is two movies? Uh, no, sorry, or... Dark Knight Returns. Ah, okay. Which I I don't think I watched, but I did watch The Death of Superman, I thought was quite good. And then there's one coming up Crisis on Infinite Earths. A three parter. A trilogy. I didn't know. I thought it was a two parter. And yeah. then they said three. But I didn't get, that's another one where I have the book, but I haven't read it. Apparently, it's like quite an undertaking. Like, it's oh, yeah. Not small, you know? So, yeah. like. Well, like, yeah, it's 12 monthly issues. And then, plus, in that trade, oh, wow. they might have included a bunch of crossover bits too you know that is interesting because marvel's secret wars was also 12 issues yeah they were both they re-released that too now that's coming out once a month so yeah i think secret wars was the answer to crisis i think mm. of being like we needed 12 and it's crazy how long it lasted 12 months like yeah like kids to collect that for a whole year and that's the fun thing about it they're, they're releasing facsimiles of it now and they're doing one a month oh wow. so i think i think they're on it three something like that so it's like that's kind of fun so yeah. like for 12 12 weeks or, or months or however time works i'll be able to get a new thing <laughs> and i never read them so like to me they're all new like all this stuff that you read as a kid yeah i never actually got to you know and they have all the ads in it too right yeah which is the best oh, part. that's my favorite part yeah so i'm a pretty easy sell for all this stuff i finally admitted to emily that i'm like semi-investing <laughs> in comics and it's like so that's why these packages keep showing up all the time it's fine you've got like three long boxes sitting Oof. in the kitchen and you're like no no that's forks it's not i always <laughs> had that many i have yeah. always had thousands of comic books you didn't know 
Uh, but it's worth it. Yeah, no, it's good. It's your fault. I blame you all the time. Ah, bad influence. Anyway. <laughs> uh, okay, so... Enough about comic books. Enough about comic books on our comic book podcast. Ugh. Let us mention the movies upcoming the week of Friday, February 16th, our post-Valentine's week. Oh, yeah. I'm sure we will have had excellent screenings of Casablanca mm. and Moonstruck. And cinema is not on Valentine's, but around Valentine's. Yeah. That one was kind of a romantic-y, weird movie. I yeah, think. yeah, yeah. It's, it's still that was that was fun. A good double bill with zombie. Yeah, you know, I, I mean, I think everything's a good double bill with zombie. Yeah. So don't ask me. <laughs> okay, so coming up the week of Friday the sixteenth. First, we got a, a highbrow Canadian film based on the Governor General's award-winning novel. Mm. It's called Rue, and it's about a family's journey from Vietnam over to Canada. Oh wow! Back, I believe about. 45 years ago or so. Dang. Yeah, so what I'm tied into this is my friend Bao was one of these families. Okay, okay. So I got to tell him to be like, you and your family should come see this movie. Seriously, <laughs> much like how we were playing Freud's last session, which we actually never mentioned on the podcast because we didn't know. Yeah. And it played two weeks and we still haven't mentioned it or maybe we're about to, but the point is my uh, father-in-law is a psychoanalyst and oh. so he's a big Freud guy. Oh. And so for the first time, I think ever, I messaged, not him, uh, yeah. but my mother-in-law and I was like, hey, I, I know they're in Perth. So I was like, I know this probably won't work out, but just wanted to tell you about this. I was like, this is so on brand. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. funny. So it's nice to like, when you get these little things, you can be like, hey, friend or family. This might I did get to me. mention that briefly because last week we somehow lost the last 60 seconds of the show. <laughs> I haven't listened to last week's yet. So this See is See what all... you think of my brilliant editing to get it all put together. <laughs> it's just, it's a record scratch and you're like, Freud. I almost put in something like that. Oh, jeez. But Rue screened at TIFF, has a oh. A rating from Original Sin and, uh, says it's a love letter to Canada, a deeply engaging family drama. So Dang. always an interesting story of that kind of stuff, of families making that trek. Mm, and nothing to do with Original Sin, the Antonio Banderas film, which no, we, we no, will yeah. not be playing. Then we have another new film that was a Cannes Film Fest Certain Regard Award winner. Oh, that's a cool award name. All these can I don't know what half of them are, but they just sound regard. fancy. But then it also was a nominee for the Golden Camera, which I assume is cinematography. Oh, oh I, yeah. I guess I would have thought director, but that makes more sense. And the Queer Palm nominee. Oh, yeah. No, that one we love. Yeah, that's so great that that has that. So this is a movie called Ottawa Premiere of okay. How to Have Sex. Oh, nice. This is, I'm uh, not going to lie. Real movie. Not. <laughs> and I did take, I took a photo, I saw it out here and I took a photo of me looking at it like confusingly and I sent it to my wife as a gag and I was like, I don't know. And my best friend, I don't know. No one seemed to think it was as funny as I did where I was just like, yeah. oh, this grown man doesn't know what he's doing. I always love posters like that when you have how to have sex beside Casablanca. Yeah. Beside Rue, you know, yeah. like we're very diverse in our offerings. It's true, and it like it's it's an eye catching poster, you know. So it's and title, obviously. So and it's supposed to be really good. The pitch is that it's three British teenage girls go on a rites of passage holiday, drinking, clubbing, and hooking up in what should be the best summer of their lives. Huh. And it's got ninety five percent all critics, one hundred percent top critics certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes, and five stars from the Guardian. So what's Dang. funny is even that description. Could be a bad 80s movie, yeah. like Hamburger. Well, I was about to ask, like, when is it set? Like, is it modern day? I believe it's modern day, and I only think that upon not having seen the trailer yet is right. the photo on our website is the teenager, and she kind of looks like she's in, like, rave attire. Okay. has She has, like, a neon shirt on. All right. So I that's why I assume. I don't think there was that kind of attire 
God, it could be the 80s. That but could no. have been like late 90s too, like yeah. Fifth Avenue cinema style where they were yeah, putting yeah, out yeah. like those movies, like the one where the guy's carrying the big disco ball on the train, which I can't even remember the name of now, but it was just like around the 24-hour party people era, I think. I saw that that carpeting is available to buy. Oh. Like you can just go to Home Depot <laughs> and buy that. And I'm like, really? man, if Gwen and I ever have a basement, I want to get that oh, like man. ugly arcade carpeting downstairs. That's the first thing you would want to do. First thing. <laughs> Do we need blinds or shelves? No, no, oh I need God. that. No, priorities. So then our tribute to the late, great Norman Jewison continues oh, yes, yes. with the Thomas Crown Affair. Oh, a classic. This was, this is interesting. This was, he had so many Oscar nominees. This was still nominated, but it won for best song and nominee for best score, huh. but wasn't nominated for anything else. But you got to think of the time. This That's was stunning. definitely a bit more of a pop action adventure movie that yeah. was not highbrow enough for Oscars. I think the remake was up for best song too. I think I want to say it was like uh, Windmills of Your Mind. Like it was like a Sting song or something. The remake... I point at as another example of remakes are not always all bad. Yeah, I don't think I've seen the original, but I saw the remake in theater. I really like the remake. And well, and you gotta, I think if you like Brosnan, it's a lot of heavy lifting. Yeah. It's not, and is it Rene Russo? Rene Russo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, I mean, I could understand why someone wouldn't like it, or they go and being like, "Oh, I'm the original. You can't top that." But it was just a fun heisty type movie. Yeah, and this one was right in the heyday of. Steve McQueen and Faye Dunaway, like yeah. two icons at their peak. And it's just a fun heist movie. Yeah, no, it's good. I'm, I'm going to look that up because like that would be very intriguing if both of those movies got a Best Song nominee. Like That's yeah. so random. <laughs> but yeah, so it, it won for Best Song. So it is an Oscar-winning movie. And that's always the asterisk for song. <laughs> We're like, well, that's kind of part of the movie. That's what it's going to be like when because they just announced like a Best Casting Oscar or something like that. Oh, did they? So it's going to be funny if you won an Oscar, but it was Best Casting and then that's it. So you're like, oh, really good cast, really good cast. Not good enough to give each of them Oscars or the movie Oscars, yeah. but here's this. Yeah. So then we have the return of our friends from the VOC silent oh, film Harmonic. Nice, nice. And they're doing a movie that I've never heard of before no. <laughs> called A Page of Madness. Intriguing poster. Yeah, and it's got kind of like a an Oni mask, I yeah, believe they're called. Kind of like dragonish, sort of, I guess. I'm not good at describing things. So it's 1926 Japanese silent film. Crazy. Like, that alone is insane. And the very short little logline is, a man takes a job in an asylum with hopes of freeing his imprisoned wife. That just, you couldn't write a more intriguing sentence to, yeah, to, for me. I'm that's like, it. So <sighs> I think it, on a sliding scale of 1920s, I think it's kind of a horror movie well because it's japanese too so it's like because yeah. that's what whenever i think 20s you know english you wouldn't have something that's too too crazy like they would sort of not i mean you have nightmarish imagery but you yeah. wouldn't necessarily have like horror horror but with japanese it's unpredictable you don't know what they're going to be like terror wise and this is from two-time can film festival award-winning director tiansuke kinusaga nice i think you nailed that i think i nailed I'm that i'm pretty sure Silent London called it a masterpiece. Okay. Well, if it's good enough for Silent London, I mean... I'm they got to know what they're talking <laughs> yeah, about. They got Silent right in the title. Uh, to be honest, for VOC, like, I don't really care what the movie is. Like, yeah. I just like the environment and the score and stuff. And if the movie is good, then awesome. But most of the time, I'm just like, you could be playing to, like, a blank screen and I wouldn't care. I just love these treasures, though. Like, yeah. And it always shows that there's stuff from decades past oh, for sure. got a hundred years ago yeah that we still haven't seen well there was that film noir the other i don't know if it's japanese but there was the other one that they oh played, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and i think that was voc as well and like that was awesome and then finally this week we have the first encore presentation of big shark oh yeah man 
So you got to come see. You haven't seen it yet. No, right? no. I've been. Well, I was gonna say I've been waiting. I've had to wait. We did yeah, yeah, yeah. again. So our plan is to come and see that. I don't know what to expect. I don't. I'm just probably gonna have some beer beforehand. But yeah. but we'll see. And it'll be the nine o'clock show on Friday, February sixteenth. Okay. At the time of this recording, we don't know the exact time, but it'll be you know nine nine thirty something like that. I'm supposed to jam with. We finally found a drummer on Reddit. I think so. Hopefully he's oh. not gonna murder us. But anyways, so I might be able to sell them on that. We can jam at whatever and then come here afterwards maybe cool. as a bonding experience or whatever and then play like an opening set before yeah and if the well if the guy's like oh i hate the mayfair i'll be like this isn't gonna work out oh yeah it's a test <laughs> yeah <laughs> what i love about this though those magnificent bastards of tommy wiseau fans yes is that big shark has a 100 audience score on rotten tomatoes how <laughs> so that's not review no for that's sure but audience but that means that's insane everybody i don't know if that's i didn't check if that's like 50 people or 500 people. It's that, that one guy. <laughs> every single person has gone on and clicked 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. If you're, I don't even know how that works. I don't know. Can an audience just go on? Or I don't even understand. Sure, I've never really gotten Rotten Tomatoes entirely, but. Yeah, <laughs> I, I admit, full disclosure, I think it's a bit of a weird thing that I make use of because it's good to quote. Yeah, you kind of have to at this point. But it's, it's skewed sometimes because sometimes a movie, you know, like Casablanca will have 98%. But then you look, and the reviews that got it out of 100 aren't bad reviews, but they're like, somebody gave it a three. Okay. So it's still not bad, you know? Even a four instead of a five. Well, I don't know what the scale is, four or five. I don't even know. And it shows that nothing makes sense because there are other similar sites. Like, Mm -hmm. there's another one I look at often just to pull reviews called Metacritic. Yeah. And you'll look at Rotten Tomatoes, and the movie will have 86%. And you'll look at Metacritic, and it'll have 73%. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, why are those different? I don't know. So, yeah. And the t- it's interesting that when you said earlier, like, top critic versus all critic or whatever. That, too, is interesting. Yeah. So know. that means they look at Chicago Sun-Times and New York Times yeah. versus a small town paper. And they're like, yeah, yeah. okay, you count as a top critic and you don't. Yeah, yeah like RogersRants.com <laughs> or something like that. You're like, okay, Rog. And then again, we are... We lied last week because we were pretty sure, but it shows you, we're going to say the exact same thing this week. As we're recording a bit earlier, we don't have the thing set in stone, but we have a pretty packed schedule, as we just told you. Zone of interest? If we are able to book an Oscar film, it'll be zone of interest or poor things. Right. And then American Fiction, Lee said, is also circling, but might be a little further away just because of it's playing elsewhere or whatever. But yeah, we will sooner or later have the three Oscar films we have not screened yet on screen. Yeah. So that's Zone of Interest, Poor Things, American Fiction. And when is the Oscars? March? March 10th. Okay. Okay. And often we'll have stuff the same week. Right. And that's always kind of funny because it's always just kind of taken a guess where you kind of forget, but Everything Everywhere was a super underdog. Yeah. And we voted with our hearts instead of our heads and we booked Everything Everywhere that Mm -hmm. week. And it won everything. Yeah. And man, that was a good week for us. Didn't we have Parasite during the Oscars too? We had Parasite during the Oscars. Yeah, I thought so, so. we've got a pretty good run. So this year, if the opportunity arises, maybe we'll be able to play Oppenheimer that week or something, you yeah. know? But we don't know. So yeah, no. we shall see. It'll be good. We should be able to have played all the Best Picture nominees by the Oscars, hopefully, probably, probably. Or right <laughs> afterwards. It's, yeah. still, it's still a little while away. Yeah, so. yeah. No, there's time. There's time. So that is our... Stuff for the week of Friday, February 16th. And I'm looking at the podcast thing right now. And it is recording. It is recording. We have not yet lost our ending. So if we lose the ending again, 
It's the ghost. Josh literally lost the plot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, but it's fine. So thanks for listening, everybody. You can check out MayfairTheater.ca for stuff that we don't know about yet and up-to-the-minute updates on all that stuff. You can go to all of our social medias. And if you have a spare moment, feel free to give us a nice glowing five-star review on the podcatcher of your choice that you are listening to this on. Always appreciated. And we'll see you next week at the Mayfair Theater Podcast. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Oh, last night I finally watched Summer School for the first time. Oh, that's a good movie. Super fun. Why didn't you tell me about it earlier? <laughs> I saw that at a drive-in. The Thomas Crown Affair. I'm very good. So am I. Where's the money? $2,600,000. I did it once. I can do it again. On the floor? Don't you? Put him in your head, man. Come on, come on. Keep yeah. The Mirish Corporation presents the Thomas Crown Affair in color from United Artists, suggested for mature audiences. Steve McQueen. Do you play? And Faye Dunaway. Try me. They're playing cops and robbers. See the Thomas Crown Affair starring Steve McQueen, Faye Dunaway, Paul Burke, and Jack Weston opening tomorrow at the Woods Theater.